0: Hey there, listening to the Pop Shop Podcast, but not just any episode of the Pop Shop Podcast. This is the headliner interview, a talk we do every Thursday with someone with a story to tell. My name is Chris Payne. I'm a staff writer at Billboard, and I host the headliner interview. This week, do you like synth pop? If you listen to this podcast, I have a feeling you do, and so does Shura. That's our guest this week. She's influenced by people like Madonna and Kylie Minogue. She recently toured with Tegan and Sarah. We connected about that and her music. Her debut album, Nothing's Real, came out earlier this year. It's definitely going to make my top 10 list at the end of the year. You'll hear it. We'll talk about it. Talk about John Hughes films, how she loved to make a queer take on a John Hughes kind of high school-themed film, and how she's already basically done that with her music videos she's really neat you're gonna enjoy this talk once you're done please rate us on itunes write in your comments we appreciate them so much they actually really really do help out help us make this show better and uh you can listen to old episodes too when you're there in itunes we've had jimmy world on the headliner interview two weeks back last week butch walker but right now it's about shura here she is on the pop shop podcast welcome to the Billboard office. Thank
1: you very much.
0: Thanks for coming by. I feel like you're dressed in like your trademark go-to look.
1: Yeah, the beanie. The beanie and the denim jacket is well and truly on, even though it's quite warm in here.
0: Yeah, well, I've got my hoodie on. You called it a jumper.
1: Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm discovering there is a language barrier between people from America and people from the UK. Like... They just is slightly not with similar so different though yeah like and pants are not what we think pants are um which is can be really you know like you can really say the wrong thing essentially like if pants are like underwear which is what they are for us and yeah so it's confusing like
0: yeah wait i didn't know that one so
1: yeah so like i would say like i'm i've i've got i went to buy some pants and i'm talking about like underwear (laughs)
0: what like do you to say jeans or what would you say trousers, for trousers? okay because fashion wise trousers means a very specific cut in America yeah. like baggier kind of
1: yeah like maybe do you think that is it like a smarter thing like
0: it's definitely a, like a cooler way like I something like fashionable people would wear like trousers
1: yeah. yeah whereas trousers is just like totally normal just covers everything I mean we, we definitely say that like, and we would say like jogging bottoms for like sweatpants Okay, so it's there is yeah. That's jumpings. a very li-
0: literal way of describing sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How sweatpants. long have you been on tour in America?
1: I think this is probably my fifth or sixth week of being here. Yeah, yeah. So it's been over a month, like a month and a half.
0: So all the American slang has been hitting you hard for a while.
1: Oh yeah, I've been like confused for like five five weeks for sure.
0: Is there any moment where you put yourself in a weird situation? Just like, I use that word wrong.
1: Um, I I wouldn't say there's definitely moments where I say stuff on stage and I go, I don't think anyone understood me. So, for instance, before I play touch, I'm like, oh, well, there's a video for this where there's loads of people snogging. So if you want to like snog someone in the audience right now, if you if you fancy someone, now's the time to snog them. And I'm like. I don't know if they know what snog means and I don't know if they use the word fancy. So then I have to like explain it. And then I'm like, I've just been talking for way too long. I need to (laughs) just, just carry on. I just need to play and start saying make out and like have a crush. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So you were recently on tour in America with Tegan and Sarah and now M83. Yeah. What was it like touring with Tegan and Sarah?
1: That was insane. Uh, It was amazing on so many levels. One, they're absolutely hilarious incredibly um kind of driven impressive people like they've been doing it for 17 years um and it's really inspiring to to watch you know how much effort they put into everything and how, how they think about absolutely every aspect of of what it is that they do and and trying to make it as as positive an experience as possible for their fans of which now there are significantly more than when I first was became a fan of them kind of 10 years ago and I remember um, them playing the 100 Club in London which is this, you know, tiny venue and uh, I had a vinyl of theirs and kind of ended up queuing at the merch table and got it signed so it's really weird to think that 10 years ago well, maybe it's probably about seven years ago that i did that and i've gone from there to then you know supporting them for a month in in north america in you know and uh, and i've seen in that time not only if i kind of hung out with my teenage heroes like i've seen more of america than most people see in their entire life like in a month like how how is that not the coolest thing and i th- i kind of feel like if i told my 16 year old self that i probably would have just like fainted
0: and i would have definitely <laughs>
1: exploded they're not even sure.
0: American; they're Canadian. Yeah, I know, I know. You have a whole other like, frontier.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we did we did some some dates in Canada, and that was really awesome. We we played their hometown, Calgary, which was which was really cool, and yeah, their crew are awesome, and their records are amazing. Like every single one is, I, I love like, and they're totally different. Um, yeah, they're they're really inspiring people.
0: Yeah, and you both worked with Greg Kirsten recently.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was. I think that's how I found out that they liked my music was when I was in with Greg they he said that he'd played Sarah some of my some of my songs and that she was a fan and I was like I was like in the in the room I was like oh yeah cool and inside I was like what the? oh my god like like exploding like inside and just trying to keep it cool because mm-hmm. I was in his house like <laughs> um yeah so that was that kind of blew my mind for sure but um yeah it's great and then and they 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 like my they genuinely like like my music, which is another just really weird thing. And they're so like every night they they would just be really gen- like generous to me as a as a support act. And I think it's a lot of it's to do with the, the fact that they were you know supporting people for a very long time. You know, did big tours with Katy Perry and and um, yeah, just just really generous generous. I really I, I quite missed them already I miss being yeah it was just like yeah it was like the a regularity famine. of being yeah, every day. yeah but m83 is is insane also and every other uh, crew there are amazing and it's one of the most impressive if not the most impressive show I've ever seen in my life um so yeah it's not uh it's not a bad thing to have have left that to do this
0: right have there been any other oh shit moments when someone else you really respects you found out got into your music
1: Totally, like it's happened like a lot. Like it happened with Dev Hines, it happened with like Kylie Minogue and Sam Smith and just all these people that, you know. I mean the Dev Hines thing was really insane because he was such a kind of source of inspiration for me and his, his collaboration with, with Solange was like um, such an important kind of EP for me. Um, and it really, I think shifted my, what it was that I was doing and made me feel kind of com- comfortable to explore you know, an area of music that I hadn't really explored before. So when he sort of said that he liked what it was that I did, I was just like, "Oh, that's insane!" Um, but yeah, it does happen. You know, it does happen. You know, just I, I guess it's really weird when you, as a fan of music, because most musicians right love music. Um, when you realize that the people that you've looked up to or have influenced you or inspired you start to realize or Become aware of what you do. It's a it's a strange kind of adjustment that you have to go through because you're all of a sudden like I guess like a peer of yeah. of of theirs as well. So you know it's you know when Jesse Ware like says oh you're awesome you're like oh whoa that's insane because before you were like here and I was down here and now when we're, we're not at the same level because obviously everyone's careers different and you know it's it's not that you're kind of equals in that way but you're all suddenly seen in the same you're in the same sphere, yeah you might you be in different positions up. in the in the sphere, but you're in in the sphere yeah um and that's that's a weird adjustment to go through as a human,
0: yeah, and talking about influences as such when I read a press on you, how other writers have written about you hear a lot of influences about early Madonna pops up a lot, and yeah. Janet Jackson, things like that. 80s pop music synth pop do you think that's accurate do you think that describes what you're about when you made the record who you are now
1: totally i think i i I mean i think that if i was to say that it it didn't i would just be like either lying or being like willfully ignorant like i'm hugely inspired by by um by that era of madonna um i'm hugely inspired by that era of janet you know 90s janet jackson um do, do I I actually think my record is is quite different to all of those things in, in the end, but it's definitely clear that that's sort of where I've pulled from, um, inspiration wise. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm never I'm never offended when people sort of say, oh, it sounds a bit like True Blue era. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm kind of happy with that. I mean, that's kind of probably one of the best things that you could ever say about yeah, like. What I mean, other than maybe being like, oh, it's kind of a bit like Beethoven. <laughs> like <laughs> okay. Madonna is like the the Beethoven of like pop music. So
0: you're not gonna be like, I was going more for Ray of Light era. Yeah. Not quite.
1: I I that that is an excellent excellent record as well. Very very different. Um, kind of like like I really really love William Orbit. Um, and that era of Madonna as well. And but what I love about Madonna is that she just changes like constantly she's always like changing her sound she never feels kind of like she has to stick to one thing in the same way that someone like PJ Harvey doesn't stick to one thing in a very they're obviously very different artists and like work like operate on different levels in different spheres but like I love that fearlessness of being like oh you know what I did this and it worked really well but now I'm going to do this and sometimes it works brilliantly and other times it's like you know what maybe that wasn't the best thing um that i could have done but it's that fearlessness to just go into the unknown and go like i'm gonna work with this person now and take everything that they're brilliant at and uh try and marry it with everything that i'm brilliant at and just see kind of what kind of weird ass baby turns turns up
0: yeah and there's this experimental side to your debut album like space tapes at the end of the album just out there it doesn't seem like stuff that's more experimental like that would come exactly from like 80s pop so where do you think that comes from you
1: I think um I think well I'm sort of it's not just 80s pop music that um that I'm inspired by and you know artists like Kevin Parker Tame Impala um you know or, or Boards of Canada or um I'm trying to think now, and obviously my mind's going blank and all I'm thinking of is the song Happy Birthday. But those kind of artists where sonically it's it's not necessarily as focused on... I mean, actually, like Kevin Parker's albums are all just incredibly great pop songs, um, but his, his production's just so kind of creative. Um, and that, yeah, I guess, yeah, like kind of slightly like psych, prog, um, that kind of genre of music definitely sort of influenced this this record as well um the space tapes was sort of just this thing that i did at the end where i just wanted to remix my own music um so it's like three tracks from my from the album but sort of remixed and made into like a continuous piece and i think i really i really went wanted to and i laid it all down to tape um and kind of started yeah just um exploring that that way of recording or laying stuff down because i'm really into analog uh recording and yeah it's just something i wanted to try and yeah we kind of stuck it on at the end for the digital release and and it's something that i'm sort of really proud of and like some people it's like their favorite thing and and that's what i love actually about doing stuff like that it's like some people are like oh you know what touch is my favorite or what's it going to be is my favorite and some people are like can you just make a whole album (laughs) of like stuff that sounds like the space tapes and it's really cool that there are people out there who like and and there'll be some people who like can you just never do anything like the space tapes (laughs) ever again because that was not my cup of tea but yeah i I guess i just like pushing like seeing how what i can get away with
0: yeah well let's drop in some of this music for the listeners yeah drop in some of what's it gonna be (laughs) So the video for "What's It Gonna Be" is really, really fun. Yeah. kind of plays with the archetype of like the '80s teen movie, but yeah. it has like the queer characters and the outsiders. They're actually the focal point, and they yeah. win in the end. So, yeah, tell me about how this all came together and having your own brother in it.
1: Yeah, well, um, John John Hughes is sort of a, a huge sort of in- source of inspiration to me. Um, his films, anyway, Sonic on my music, I think. And it's something that people have always said, like even from the moment kind of, I think from Too Shy onwards, people were like, it kind of reminds me of like the lost soundtrack to a a John Hughes movie. And so I guess I got to a stage where I was like, well, you know what, why don't we just make like a John Hughes movie in three and a half minutes? Let's see if, you know, let's just try and do that. Um, And I spoke to this incredibly talented director, Chloe Wallace, who who made the video, and we we came up with this kind of concept. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't like truth. It wasn't necessarily truthful to an experience that I had had. It was really cool, but I was just like, "How about we just flip it so that this this is the story?" Because this is actually really close to a story that me and my twin brother actually went through um and you know the characters i like i don't think i was going to be in the video i think it was like it was four random characters and you know i would probably be somewhere like singing you know in the cafeteria or some you know it'd be something like, or there would be like a prom and i was like the person playing at the prom and i was like well how about we just make it about an experience that me and my twin brother had of like me having a crush on his first boyfriend before he and he him having a crush on on my first girlfriend when we were both a bit confused about like our sexualities and she was like oh that's that's super great and and then we just decided well why we may as well have me and nick actually doing it and nick's an actor like he he can actually act whereas i i have no idea what i'm doing so it was for me it was a bit Mm -hmm. trickier but um we just decided to go for it and um it was the funnest two days ever and and the thing about my kind of high school experiences I went to an all-girls school and Nick went to this like kind of comprehensive mixed school and um it was really nice for us to basically have two days where we where we got to pretend that we were in high school together and just kind Mm. of be kids again like run around in the grass and like have fights like throwing stuff at each other in the classroom and but yeah it was yeah it was super
0: fun did you like high school I loved it. Yeah. I
1: really loved it. Um, it wasn't like, it wasn't like how it was in that music video, obviously, because that was like super based on like, I guess a European's idea of what an American high school. Okay. okay so that's <laughs> the thing about what we
0: have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was all like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to go to, to high school in America. Maybe it would be like this. I don't know whether it's remotely even accurate, but yeah, it's obviously inspired by those kind of like 80s, like the breakfast club and that kind of stuff. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was super super different to 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 that music video. Um, but I was kind of I was kind of like the weird kid at school, but like not in a bad way. Like it, people didn't. Um, it wasn't like I necessarily got bullied or anything. But I was definitely people were just like, oh, she's just why has she got a guitar? Like why is she sitting in the corner like with a guitar? Like who is she's a bit weird. But like they but they weren't mean like. Yeah, I just definitely s- stood out a bit, I think.
0: And you were a big soccer player. I yeah. I should say fo- football player. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You can say soccer. I definitely... I say soccer when I'm here. Okay, so it's like, like a home
0: turf thing yeah, that you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to, like... Right.
1: I'm in your country, so <laughs> I have to, like... I have to play your rules. Like, it's not fair. I can't just... Tell you how to speak like that's I'm I'm in America. English football, yeah, <laughs> a bit of American football, English football. Yeah, yeah we should. Say, yeah, that's that's a nice way of putting it. I literally don't understand American football. Can we just have a five seconds to be like, I've watched it and I have no idea what is going on. Like baseball, I get like they're trying to hit the ball really far away and run around the circle. I get that because it's a bit like rounders, and um like hockey, I get. It's like there's there's some goals. Like here's a puck we're going to fight each other and maybe try and score as well. But like American football, I'm just like, I have like, maybe because I don't follow rugby, maybe it's quite close to rugby, but um, yeah, I'm just, I watch it, I'm like, nope. I've no loved idea. it my whole
0: life, so I could explain, yeah. answer any questions. Yeah,
1: well maybe maybe <laughs> the rest of the podcast should just be you explaining the rules <laughs> of American football to me. I'm sure people will love that.
0: <laughs> you were a, st- a st- soccer star though, right? Yeah, From what I, I, I've am, read? I mean...
1: That that I think that you know the P- PR like to spice things up a bit, don't they? I was good. I was, she was good. I so <laughs> close to going pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like the English version of Mia Hamm. Um, no, <laughs> I, I I I played for Manchester City like ladies' team. I was I was a really good defender, and I realized at the age of sixteen that instead of going out on a Saturday morning in the freezing cold wearing nothing but shorts and a t-shirt to end up not being able to walk the next day because of all the bruises I got from playing football, English football, that I could stay in my room and just write songs and be warm Mm -hmm. and be thought of as maybe potentially cool because I was a musician. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for the latter option um, and I'll play football in the summer for fun.
0: So when you say that you played for Manchester City, was that, because I don't really know how the leagues work, was that professional? or like It
1: wasn't professional, but um, I mean, the the game, the women's game in the UK, you know, has, has evolved and changed so much. Even you know in the last ten years, so it was you know we we played in a league that was kind of mainly just teams from the north of the north of England, um, but you know there are professional women's teams like Arsenal or Fulham. Um, I I don't even know if if Manchester City um, it must have a professional team now, but we we weren't professionals. We, it was just kind of run by these two cool women who were just like, let's have, let's have a a women's team as well. Like we, we didn't get paid or anything. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice.
0: So was there ever a time you were working on a good deal of music alongside soccer, trying to balance it?
1: I think, well, yeah, when I was like 16, I would, yeah, I would, I would basically any time that I wasn't training or playing football or playing hockey, because I played hockey to quite a high level as well, I would be in my room like recording music on a mini disc, like eight track recorder. That's just what I did. I didn't, and like I had friends, but I guess I didn't really go out that much. I was just like, I was probably a bit like, like an, a non goth version of like the goth girl in the breakfast club, you know, just like people just like looked at her and just kind of looked at me and just were, like, oh, I was just gonna leave her alone. Like she's, she's, she's doing her own thing over there. Like um
0: well you had things to do after school you you weren't gonna like just go hang because like no I have soccer and I have music to make yeah yeah bye guys
1: yeah it was just it was just what I wanted I think music's the kind of thing where I I always say to people it's like it's not an option to not do it like if you're a musician you just make it all the time like so when I had a full-time job in London like yeah I would take holiday and when I took holiday I would probably have saved up and paid for studio time or you know when i had a day off i or as soon as i got home in the evening i just start recording just writing like sometimes i play video games as well that's another thing that would happen in my life so it's like video games work music it's like the only thing that i did for like four years
0: let's drop in some more music from the new album this is indecision (laughs) We make this old, Another video that you appear in. This one, not as much. No, the I didn't
1: appear in them a lot to begin with, mainly because I can't act. So I was just like, don't put me in
0: well in decision, you just sit on a bus basically yeah. and then dance
1: yeah that was all my friends in that video as well pretty much like the the lead actor um wasn't because it was quite a, i guess a really specific role um uh but yeah that was like in that that club was basically the club and i i'm like doing the quote marks because it it wasn't really a club we just made it look like one it was my friend runs like a little restaurant in this part of london called dalston which is like this kind of hipster area and she has a basement she's like yeah just hire We can hire my basement we can turn it into a club um and i just say okay great and invited like all my friends it was like hi guys do you mind like dancing around for like four hours you can't drink by the way because we're on set um mm. and like i'm not covered insurance wise they're like mm, yeah all right <laughs> sounds sounds good there was actually one shot from it where this guy in, who's in drag like he got annoyed with like another one of the drag queens and it was so funny and he just gets his like handbag and just like whips whips <laughs> him in the face and like it was so good i really wanted it to be in the video but like i think it would have just been a bit like yeah the, the dude who got smacked in the face would probably not have been really happy but it was just like the sassiest <laughs> thing i've ever seen on camera ever why did I it think happen why did it happen why
0: did, yeah why did he get smacked
1: i don't know i think maybe like the other dude was just being like too good like too glamorous or like uh, or like maybe he was like cramping his style Or i i don't i don't really know like what yeah maybe he was just like i don't know like dancing too closely and like obstructing this other guy's amazing dance moves or whatever i don't really know but um yeah, it was just so funny that it was caught cool. I think it's somewhere, like, deep in the depths of my Instagram, actually. I think I posted it. It's just, like, in slow motion. and It's just brilliant.
0: Huh. And was either of them, like, the main character who you're introduced to in the video at first, where he just seems like a dude, and then you get surprised that he goes yeah, to yeah, this party? Yeah, yeah, it's him.
1: It's actually him. It's him doing it, which is really funny. Like, it's him sort of, like, yeah. Smacking <laughs> smacking someone in the face with a handbag. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that was that was a really fun shoot, and it was directed by my my friend as well, mm-hmm. um, my two friends, like um, Nev and Emily. And they're like Emily is like this tiny tiny woman who looks like Justin Bieber, and Nev is this like giant man. Um, and they kind of go under the name High Low because one's really short and one's really tall. But um, mm-hmm. they're really really awesome directors. I love I love working with with my friends, like people I know. I think it's really fun.
0: Yeah, and it seems like you've gotten a really good response for making really good music videos based around like queer characters
1: yeah yeah and it was like totally not even like it wasn't like i set off at the beginning going like i really want to make like queer only videos like i just like my first video was like super queer um sort of by accident just because like most of my friends are gay so i was like oh again i was just like oh who wants to like Be filmed like snogging, making out with someone. Um, we're gonna do that for a day, and they were like, Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And like, a lot of them are couples. And then one of my friends, actually, this girl called Tova, had a huge crush crush on this girl called Alice. She was like, Shoo, can you like, can you put me with Alice? Can you make me snog Alice, please? And I was like, Okay, I'll try. And they like been dating, ever since. Like, so, um, yeah, so that was the start of a a young love, um, which is nice. but yeah, I guess, I guess I've just sort of done, I've just made stuff that felt honest or truthful to me with, with my own friends and like, yeah, it's, it's been really nice to see the reaction to that. Like it's, you know, pe- seeing people react to what's it going to be and be like, why isn't there a film? Like this should be a film. Hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, they like, there isn't a queer high school movie, like hmm. full length there isn't it's and like there so
0: should be it's like a subplot in mean girls yeah
1: yeah or like it's a subplot in anything or it's like and it all, and normally there's always like an unhappy ending for like for like the queer characters that are on the fringes of like the main narrative and you know in this video there's like a happy ending and yeah you don't know what's gonna you know probably not gonna be together forever are we but like you know it's high school romance mm-hmm. but um it did just sort of make me go like oh it's really weird because like, even stuff like you know, if I think to films like that I watched growing up that were queer, like, but I'm a cheerleader, like that movie, like the girl is taken out of high school to like this queer like camp where they try and make everyone straight again. Like, and it's actually brilliant and it's got RuPaul in it like way before. Okay. He was kind of RuPaul. Um, so yeah, and, like they're never, these films that are, are queer, um, they're never actually set in high school. They're always, taken out of that or they you know they're set at a time where like you know people are older i was like oh yeah we should like and me and chloe even talked about it we're like we should totally just make this like a full-length movie at some point but we should just do a kickstarter campaign or something yeah. go campaign to like make the what's it gonna be video into a full-length movie It'd be quite fun do although you, people know the ending now so we kind of ruined it
0: <laughs> i think there's other ways you could expand it prequels yeah sequels
1: yeah yeah
0: are you working on any future music videos?
1: Um, th- I think I'm always working on music videos in my brain. Definitely, yeah. There's 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 definitely stuff going on at the moment that I that I I'm not gonna talk about because I want huh. it to be like a surprise. But um, but yeah, no, I'm. Always, I mean, I'm what I did as a like as a job was was like making like editing videos. So I'm con- like I always think about like I just recently like finished a music video for like the secret, there's a secret track on the end of the record. And I cut together a load of footage of me and my twin brother as like babies, essentially like kids like home videos and sort of made a video with that. Um, So yeah, I'm always sort of thinking of ways I can spend money basically. Okay. And like Interscope are like, no, (laughs) stop, (laughs) chill out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What was it like when Interscope and maybe other major labels first started getting in touch with you? Because it seems like you could, had an internet buzz mm. for a little while, then just lots of pressure from fans on the internet being like, when are you going to release your album? Where's the album? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like you put one song out, and then people are like, where's the album? You're like, whoa, there. Like, <laughs> I literally have three songs, so I need at least another seven more and some time. Uh, that was, So that was super weird. Like, But that's that's the way. that's the way it happens. Like, I... Um, actually, sofa surfed at my, uh, like, f- like friends. I say friend, who's not really a friend, but this girl called Maggie Rogers, who did this incredible song called Alaska that Pharrell was like freaking out about, and it went viral on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And we kind of spent like the evening just talking about how weird it is, how you can just be, you know, doing your own thing, and suddenly, you know, because of a video something goes viral and suddenly every single record label in the entire on the entire planet are kind of talking to you and you it's not like it's not like you were born that day but you you've been making music for years before that and no one cared um like other than you know your mum and your dad and the few people that bought it on Bandcamp or whatever it was or s- downloaded it for free on SoundCloud um so it is a really strange experience to go through like it's, it's awesome it's really exciting and it's really frightening. Um, at the same time, like it's because nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing's changed. You're just doing what you're doing. Um, and that's sort of what I say to people. It's like when they're like, "Oh, do you have any advice?" I'm just like, "Just make music for you. Just do what you do. Don't care about anyone else. Like, don't think like, how can I get a record deal? How can I get a booking agent? How can I get management?" It's like people find you when you're ready for it. That's just that's just how. And and people might never find you as well. But it doesn't. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, just just because you might never have a record deal doesn't mean you shouldn't make music. Just make music.
0: So in this situation you're in now with Polydor, Interscope, being with yeah. them for a while, touring now, the album out. What do you want to do going forward? What's on your mind?
1: Um, I think, I, like I'm super focused on just touring, touring this record. Like I've got another couple of weeks in the states with with M83 and. Um, then I'm touring kind of Europe and going to Asia for the first time and Australia, you know, going to all these places I've never been to, which is, you know, incredibly exciting. But um, also just, you know, I'm already thinking about the next album, like just what I want want to make. Like, it's funny because at the end of writing Nothing's Real, I kind of just thought like, how does anyone ever gather the energy to write a second record or a third record? because that it it really took it out of me it was like such a personal record and it took me such a long time like relative relatively like i mean i don't think it was actually a long time but it's a long time to be making a record and be in the public eye in that way it wasn't like i just was making a record in secret and then i was like oh hi by the way i'm sure here's this song called touch and here's my album that's coming out six months later um i literally put out a song everyone was looking at me and it's like yeah it's like getting trying to get dressed in front of a million people and and hopefully you do your buttons up right and people like your outfit at the end of it. Um, it's a very, you feel very exposed. Um, and at the end of it, I was just like, I, I, I never want to make an <laughs> album ever again. And then this weird thing happens where you just like, you know, you haven't made any music for two weeks and you're on tour and you just start like humming this thing and you see some trees cause you're driving through Wisconsin and you start writing down some words, and you're like, "I really want to, I really want to just get in a studio and start recording stuff." And you're like, "Oh, that's how, that's how people make their second record. Like you just, you just, the insp- it, and again, it goes back to that thing of like music not being a choice. Um, it, 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 I, I think." and songs i think songs find you you don't you discover songs you don't write songs you discover them they exist already there are only so many notes and in in, you know this this order or whatever and you just discover them and some of them are good and some of them are less good um so i'm so i'm already thinking about what it is that i want to make next and i think that's 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 the most important thing is just like where do you where do you go from here and that's the super exciting thing about being a musician it's like well what's next
0: more videos to make.
1: Yeah. More videos more more um more luggage to like trek around like the entire United States of America. I just feel like the massive the bag lady in like Home Alone. <laughs> like I just need the big uh-huh. coat and to be like surrounded by pigeons. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. Like more You're in New York? Yeah, I am. No, I did in fact like l- when I was I was in New York, I think it was f- February when just after the kind of like the polar vortex and it was like so cold, it was like m- minus 17 Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it was re- it was like the coldest thing I've ever experienced. And I went outside and I was smoking at the time and I just thought my fingers were gonna fall off so I just threw the cigarette to the floor and I was like, screw this, I'm not smoking. Um, and um, I had this like giant coat and uh, I was up by the bit in Central Park where all the, the horse, c- the carriages are and there's uh. lots of pigeons like around there I guess and um there were these like pigeons like flying around me whilst i was wearing this big coat and like my beanie and my hair's just like not been brushed for like two weeks well i never brush my hair um and i look i literally look like the woman from home alone and and this like homeless person was, too was like i love your coat and i was like oh my god like when when someone who's like homeless starts saying that they like your fashion sense maybe you need to like rethink it like, a little <laughs> bit but um No, I I, I mean, I I still dress the same. I I still dress a little bit like I don't, yeah, I don't have a home. (laughs) But I guess at the moment I don't have a home, like, (laughs) so it's okay.
0: Also, Home Alone, another John Hughes movie. Yeah. At least the first one.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know about the others. That is one of the best films ever made. And is it the first one or is it the second one? Which is the one where he goes to like a hotel and gets room service.
0: That's the second one. Because the that. Plaza Hotel.
1: Yeah. That is literally, as a kid, like, the, when you go to a hotel for the first time, you just, you think that's going to be your experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's your idea of a and hotel. And then you're just
1: completely crushed when it's <laughs> not. And you're like, oh, where, where do I get my ice cream, like, room service? Oh, I, I can't because I'm in, like, a three-star hotel in, like, Ibiza. Like, it's just not. It just doesn't – yeah, it just – it kind of actually ruins hotels for you. Like, for, like, for us, we're, we're staying in, like, Days Inns and, like, La Quinta's and stuff, and it's just like, oh, there's no room service. God damn it. <laughs> um, But, yeah. No, it's fun. I, re- I really actually quite like staying in these weird hotels in, like, the middle of – like, just no- nowhere.
0: Just yeah, like, that's how you see what a country is really like, – or a state more yeah. specific is really like.
1: Yeah. and it's just so – like – you see, like an atlas, and you see how big America is on a map. You know, you can see that, and it's really obvious. You're like, oh, okay, America's massive. And then you drive it, and you're like, oh, whoa, this is like way bigger than I thought. You know, I, I had a friend who was going to sleep in London. She was like, oh, yo, where, are, where are you at the moment? I was like, oh, I'm in Kansas. Like, kind of driving to, can't remember where we we're driving to. We we're driving somewhere else, and, and she woke up the next morning. And I was like morning like how are you like where are you i was like i'm in kansas still like i've been driving the whole time you've been asleep and i'm still in the same state it's just insane and there was nothing there was literally cows and fields and like taco johns that was it that's all and then mcdonald's like that was the only thing that we saw for seven hours like it's crazy like it's it's beautiful but it's just if you drove seven hours from london anywhere you'd be in the sea
0: yeah it's a big place yeah that's one America state. is huge
1: yeah i'm not I'm not saying anything that no one doesn't already know <laughs> but yeah when you t- when you tour it in a in a van, it's just you really get a sense of it,
0: yeah we keep coming to John Hughes films. you're on tour right now with someone who likes John Hughes a lot, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, as we collaborate on that on that feature, make the score,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, M83 is like, insane. Like, just what he's done. It's, it, it, again, like, it's just, it's really weird to, like, be on tour with, because Tegan and Sarah and M83 are very, 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 very different artists. Um, although they're kind of like, I guess they're both sort of inspired by 80s stuff now. But I mean, like, I'm thinking of, if I think of, like, the Tegan and Sarah that I came to, like, the con era and, like, so yeah. jealous. Um Anime three, they're like they're different, Um but they're both like so like so incredibly inspiring. Like the, the thing about watching Anthony like on stage is just like ev- it's almost as if everyone else on the stage like is more important than he is. Like that's how he is on stage. He's so humble hmm. and he's so giving to like everyone else's energies. Um, and 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 I love what he does with like the fact that he has open auditions like for, so he just app- yeah. he's like oh on Facebook like I need a keyboard player like apply here and you're like that's so exciting because that's a world like you know he's like at the top like at the top of his game like he is the the best at what he does like um and to and, and that world like for so many musicians seems so inaccessible it's like how do you know if you if you're like a young kid like who plays guitar and he's like, how do I get on a, you know, how do I, how do I become a touring musician? How do I do that? Like, and he's just like, yeah, well, you feel good enough. Like you can join me. And I really, I love that mm. kind of philosophy. And like, yeah, I think the guitarist he has on tour with him at the moment is like t- 21 years old. I mean, like, I could barely like fry an egg when I was 21. <laughs> like how, how, how amazing is it to see like this, this guy like absolutely killer every night on stage. Like it's awesome. Um, but yeah, we can talk about John Hughes more as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna say that's about all I have in mind as far as questions. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on?
1: Just that, um, just that this coffee's pretty great. Yeah, I'm having a, a nice little coffee here. Just soy milk. Your soy milk is different to my soy milk. Well, not mine because it's like, but it's sweetened here, like automatically.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, road tripping ab- across America is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would,
1: like I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I wouldn't want to do it in a bus. Like, it might be more comfortable, but you just don't get to see it. And like, there, you know what? Driving from Salt Lake City to Scottsdale in Arizona was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. And driving from LA up to Portland again, just like I, there were volcanoes. Like, I, I missed one drive from Vancouver to Calgary because uh, I had to get to Calgary early um, to, to to record some stuff. And and the boys were like we've just seen a bear and wolves like i'm just like that's insane that's how how awesome is that that that, that america yeah america's a country where you can so salt lake city you start off in the mountains and there's snow and you end up in arizona where there's like a red dust bowl like that's it's just mad like it's just you have everything you have everything here and you have like the best of it Like, you have the best mountains and, like, the best lakes and the best bears and the best, you know, and the best worst food and the best best food. Like, it's just you do everything times a million, and and it's a really fun country to be in.
0: This is sponsored by the Travel Bureau for the (laughs) United States of America. Yeah. (laughs) Come to America.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's also really interesting being here during the run-up to the election. So, like, I feel really privileged to sort of see up close one of the strangest yeah, sort it's... Of elections in the history of democracy
0: are you going to be here st- i guess you will still in... uh
1: well I'm, I'm gonna hopefully um i might stay out in minneapolis to get started on on album two you know the the difficult second album so if i if i stay out in minneapolis then yeah i will definitely be here during the election which will be completely fascinating um but also quite frustrating as a person who pro- who can't influence it in any way or vote or but yeah I mean every night I'm I'm getting into my days in or La Quinta or what Best Western whatever it is and and turning on the news and just Mm -hmm. going this is just fascinating just like I can't believe that these are the kind of things that we're talking about about like politics you know we're talking you know it's just it's like the Twitter kind of culture you know that 129 character culture or whatever is just like completely Overtaken, taken over politics and that's just fascinating you know the fact that the debate yeah was the most tweeted debate ever and we just say okay well literally like socia- social media is that important now that it's affecting the way and the types of things that people say in the run-up to basically the most Im- important job application in the world like you're the biggest most powerful country in the world and this is probably therefore the most important job in the world and we're we're talking about weird stuff people yeah. say about women, and I don't know whether or not someone deleted three million emails or whatever it is. And you're just like, what? How is this like? A, how this is so weird? Like, but yeah, yeah and
0: and the fact that Trump and Hillary are taking shots at each other personally on Twitter, just that t- like ten years ago, the thing of an election being like that.
1: Yeah, like delete your account. Like it was hilarious. Yeah, you're just like. This is not. This is real. This is not like a yeah. Like the fact that they even have Twitter. Like, I get why they have a Twitter because it's Twitter is huge and it's in, in an incredibly effective way of reaching people. It's why I have a Twitter. It's why Justin Bieber has a Twitter. It's like why anyone who 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 needs or wants or uh, wants to communicate with followers or fans, whatever it is, or supporters. Like, um, but it's but it but to me it's just like it is weird that also. So, we're not talking about music at all, but it's just, yeah, it's weird to me that a politician has a Twitter. It's weird to me that a politician can be good at Twitter, like, as well, like, but they, they can be, like, but what, you know, and being good at Twitter is just a weird concept in itself. Like, when, you know, like, when I was writing, you know, my CV when I was like 17, I was just so never thought I'd be like, yeah, really great at Twitter. Really good at communicating with people over 129 characters. Verified (laughs) account. Yeah, verified account. Don't know who verified it, but finally got verified. So I'm officially a real human now. Um. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's a whole other conversation for another time.
0: Well, sounds like Minnesota, you'll be fairly safe on election day. Cold, but... Don't be in rural Louisiana.
1: Yeah, I'll try try to avoid that.
0: Should be some... (laughs) Probably very angry people.
1: Yeah, hopefully, but um yeah. Well not I don't I wish anger upon anyone, but <laughs> yeah. I think it was slightly like terrifying prospect were it's all terrifying really, isn't it? It's like Team America is just happening in real life.
0: Well, the uh, for sure uh, the American extravaganza (laughs) cross-country tour continues. Sponsored
1: by Taco Bell.
0: (laughs) And thanks so much for coming by Billboard in New York.
1: No, thanks for having me.
0: That's Shura. She was really fun. I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about all those things. If you've never been to America, maybe we just inspired you to take a huge road trip across America. If you already live in America, maybe we inspired you to leave your house and drive down the street. I don't know, always trying to inspire people with this Pop Shop podcast. Uh, Yeah, I saw Shura the day after that interview took place. She was opening for M83 at Terminal 5 in New York City. Is great. She puts on a really impassioned live show. There was Like, throwing of her beanie hat, throwing of synthesizers, throwing her body across the stage. She's great. Check her out live. And like I said, the debut album, it's called Nothing's Real. It's really, really good. Trust me. Next week on the Pop Shop Podcast, as always, on Thursday, we'll have our headliner interview. Little hints, it's with a member of Vampire Weekend. Not going to say which, but it's one of those guys Subscribe to the show. Get it automatically without having to search for it. You can do that in iTunes, and while you're there, please, please, if you listen this far, I would appreciate so much to hear your feedback. Do that by giving us a star rating and just writing in what you like, what you don't like, how you'd like to see the show different. It's really, really helpful. Yeah, so Keith and Katie will be back with a new episode of Pop Shop in a few days, and I'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye.